0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Jazz Up Your Life with Judy. This is your host, Judy Anderson. So glad to see you're here today because we have our very special guest back, Dr. Jean, Ang, who, you know, so many of you have really appreciated his talents and his work, as have I. Uh, if you want to make changes and jump forward in your life, I know his last shows it really worked. Such a blessing to me. So uh, I'm so excited to share him again with all of you. Uh, he uses energy based healing therapies, focusing primarily on the Arcturian healing method. He's been trained in a number of healing modalities, including chronic healing, reconnective healing, the reconnection, shamanic healing, and vortex healing. In addition, he teaches a number of seminars that focus on the integration of science, spirituality, and healing. He was formally trained as a neurobiologist at Yale University, where he earned his doctorate in basic mechanisms of how the brain develops, followed by a postdoctoral fellowship on how ultrasound can affect the developing cerebral cortex. And after his postdoctoral fellowship, Dean decided to step into the role of a facilitator of healing in order to really directly interact with helping people. And most of his work centers around the use of subtle energy to help align the subtle energy body and its channels, meridians, and energy centers to help restore balance and harmony so that healing can occur, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. So get ready to be healed today.
1: <laughs>
0: Dr. Jean Hang is in the house and his topic today is the Arthurian time loops. So everyone just send a lot of love to our wonderful guest. Welcome, Jean. It's so great to have you on Jazz Up.
1: Hi Judy. Great to be talking again with you and great to be with everyone here. Really happy to be here.
0: So um Arcturian time loops. Now, how did you come about Arcturian time loops? Yeah, how did that come into your consciousness?
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah, like in the Arcturian healing method, the idea of time as a holistic uh, unity uh, has come through with certain frequencies, and that was about a year or two years ago with Arcturian healing. Uh, level 10 and um, so there's now two more levels after that but uh, this particular um, topic here which was just kind of falling right here at the interview actually uh, has happened right after I've returned with a group from a retreat in Crestone Colorado and oh, really? uh, it was yeah yeah we we're just out there for about seven days and uh, the theme was galactic transmission so we were doing a lot of in particular, at night, uh, what are called ET, uh, extraterrestrial uh, contact or interdimensional contact meditations. And so we really saw a lot of kind of undeniable uh, um, sightings uh, every all five nights. And a lot of those uh, sightings are actually downloads or transmissions from interdimensional beings. And um, studying the concept was this idea that some researchers kind of in that field uh, feel like these interdimensional beings actually could be our future selves. You know, maybe mm. it could be thousands or, uh, you know, millions of years uh, in linear time in the future where the technology might be different, uh, you know, quite advanced in terms of being able to manipulate space-time. I mean, right now it might be a theory. Maybe some people tune into that um, energetically or through some type of interdimensional consciousness work. But the idea is that what's actually showing up is possibly um, an aspect of ourselves, but who have you know, different technology uh, coming back. So uh, when I was thinking of the topic or just kind of tuning in to the topic for uh, both the special offer as well as the topic uh, for today's interview, you know, this whole idea of um, ourselves in either different dimensions currently or future dimensions or even our past selves, uh, came up and and so that 's why that this topic was sort of uh kind of ripe
0: oh that sounds very interesting so so okay, our past lives now you you say we can access the subtle body structures that we had in the past lives, and this these can really benefit our lives now presently.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of things, just um, both personal experience and then um, I'll mention some of the maybe intellectual framework about understanding that and then, you know, how that how people might go about doing that. And, of course, um, now I think past lives, the idea of past lives is um, more widely accepted uh, in terms of uh a kind of a modern concept, at least in spirituality and particularly in the West. Of course, in the East, I think it was a little more established within certain spiritual traditions, such as uh, Hinduism or Buddhism, for example. Uh, but this, uh, the idea, uh, the modern version is a lot through hypnosis. People are accessing past life memories, and of course, that in itself is a powerful catalyst in one's um, spiritual path. And the aspect that I was talking about here, something that I experienced uh, in a school that I trained with, called clairvision which I may have mentioned before, is that in some past lives or in all our past lives, we, you know, focused on something with our consciousness. And if that effort was sort of repeated, it built something in our subtle bodies, which somewhat gets stored uh, in maybe in our soul kind of data bank or sort of in our superconsciousness, consciousness. And that, those um, sort of capacities or abilities or subtle body um, kind of functions, uh, are accessible but don't always come back online in any particular life. So I'll just give an example. So maybe in a past life, someone was, uh, you know, um, a great leader or just a leader of some group, and so they built a lot of maybe lower chakra energies or their lower pillar was very strong. That's sort of the you know, pillar of sort of groundedness or a little bit of uh, working with power, and maybe they had to learn those lessons so, they repeatedly did that in that life. So, their kind of lower chakra and lower pillar is very strong in that life. So, that's stored somewhere in their superconsciousness. So, then they get reborn in this life. And some of uh, their subtle body kind of habits from other lifetimes are online. But that one in particular hasn't really fully kind of um, uh, matured again or been brought back online. It's a bit like uh, you could think of it even in this life, like maybe when you were 12 to 15, you were, uh, you know, a martial artist, and then for another 15 years, you just because you got into academics and maybe uh, took on a job in business, you didn't do any martial arts, and so you can't really do the martial arts that you did when you were a teenager, but if you started to retake some of the classes, and you know, sort of like they call it muscle memory, uh, that come, kind of comes back online much faster. So that's within one lifetime so the same idea but within past lifetimes. so just to finish this idea so in this lifetime uh maybe you didn't have that same leadership role because you built it in another lifetime or those same particularly subtle body structures your lower uh, chakras are not as strong in terms of maybe handling a group or working with a group and so you are able to like in this um uh, the school i mentioned clairvision Yeah, they were able to sort of bring through some of the subtle body structures I had in a past life uh, back into this life through sort of their processes. But it's a type of um, interaction with sort of one's consciousness, almost like a meditation and intention to bring those um, subtle body structures from another lifetime into this one. And uh, we'll do a practice here, a transmission, where people can access a subtle body structure from a past life, whether they know about it or not. And uh, that might benefit them here and, in the here and now.
0: Oh, that would be wonderful! Yes, it would be like cutting time off to get to a certain point. Can't you accelerate that talent faster if you've had it in another lifetime?
1: Yes, exactly. I think I think the uh, the one the idea that's probably most successful to people that they've had that you know, um, experience already, uh, within one lifetime is this idea of having, you know, done a practice or let's say they like, you know, play piano when they were uh, younger, uh, for like, a, you know, 10 years and then they stopped and they, those skills are still within them. They're just a little bit, um, I don't know if rusty is the right term or a little bit dormant. And so mm-hmm. it's much easier for a person who like, uh, at 30 or 40 or 50 who goes back to piano uh, and then begins learning again, than it is for someone who, let's say, never spent any time, and then at 50 also decides to take up piano. So those kind of muscle imprints. And what I'm talking about here specifically are subtle body imprints or structures, sort of like structures of consciousness, uh, you know, aren't there to get reactivated. Uh, so that probably people could, you know, get their hand around or they, they maybe have had that experience. And the step here, which could be a big step, is that the same thing is happening from past lives. So if we develop something, um, we can actually develop a certain subtle body structure that could be in your physical, etheric, your emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, even your non-dual bodies. And then you can reactivate sort of these skills that you once had.
0: All right. That that was wonderful. Very exciting. I look forward to the transmission that you'll be doing. So there's also, you mentioned, uh, parallel lives, concepts mm-hmm. of parallel lives. And we can also access beneficial information from them. It's an interesting mm-hmm. concept.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of places, you know, that this, uh, at least in my own awareness, has sort of come into uh, play or into the fore, uh, you know, just historically and people have uh, written about and shared with me that um, some people are very aware, you know, in their um, maybe super mind of their maybe other aspects of themselves existing in other dimensions, and some people are actually quite uh, aware of these other lives. Uh, like um I mentioned this writer, her name is Michaela Small-Wright. She started this um, healing, kind of self-healing modality called MAP, the Medical Assistance Program. And then just recently, maybe coincidentally or synchronistically, someone who had studied even further with her, uh, Michaela, said that she wrote a book um, on her sort of uh, experiences in Mount Shasta, uh, or that was part of the title, in which is actually is very aware that she's actually living another a life in a, a parallel dimension, and she is able to kind of, much like we would access maybe a dream state repeatedly, uh, is able to learn or access that uh, those experiences from that other lifetime currently that's sort of in this parallel dimension, and that made total sense to me. I wasn't aware that Michaela was you know had that um, experience or or maybe gift going on. Because a lot of uh, in, in some of the Tibetan Buddhist teachers that I've studied, uh, you know, they they share this experience of this Tibetan yogi who in this life was like a, a celibate monk. But he was very aware because of his practices and working kind of in the subtle realm that he was actually um, had another dimensional life currently where he was like married to someone. So he was sort of experiencing two lifetimes, uh, at least two there could be even more in the same, uh, at the same time. And he was very aware of that and he was sharing that with, uh, you know, people who came to study with him. So so this phenomenon definitely occurs is one of the things. And then uh, whether we're aware of it or not. And then more currently, people might have, you know, been studying more kind of um, maybe within the New Age um, sort of culture or maybe newer spiritualities that have been accessing some of the more quantum theories and in particular, string theory, where they think there are infinite dimensions and we may be existing, at least in some form, in our consciousness, in these infinite dimensions. And you can see some of this popularized, like even in the Oscar movie, you know, from this past year of everything, everywhere, all at once, where they're kind of, you know, in the media are trying to present these ideas of, you know, um, alternate timelines or other timelines going on. So the, that's sort of like some of the framework for people to understand this concept of parallel lives. And then finally, uh, there's, um, uh, uh a great regressionist, and I'll, I'll find her name. I believe it, it's, um, Kelly is the portion of the name. And she actually published a book through Hay House where, uh, she was a traditional regressionist, uh, bringing people to past lives. And then her clients began kind of recalling these lives, but they were actually parallel. They may have actually been a portion of their soul had incarnated in a lifetime that actually in linear time was kind of falling within uh, the same lifetime that this client was coming to see, uh, this regressionist, or even actually in another uh, timeline, kind of time span. And so rather than doing regressions into past lives, her specialty now is regressions, or I don't know, uh, maybe it's not regressions anymore. It's sort of uh, simultaneous um, access through hypnosis of these parallel lives. So her whole practice and methodology is working to access parallel lifetimes to learn from. Uh, so this is another framework, another aspect of our consciousness actually may be existing. Uh, you may even say another aspect of our soul uh, or a portion of our soul is in other lifetimes. And the question is, how consciously aware um, are we of those other lifetimes? And uh, if we could become more conscious of them, uh, maybe energetically we're aware, maybe energetically all of us are in communication, but we're just not aware of that. But if we could make that more conscious or bring that more on board, uh, we could probably benefit ourselves. We could also benefit those other um, parallel lives, which you know in some ways because we 're all interconnected like a net uh, would at least be beneficial for those beings and also could probably um, kind of retro like like kick back on us in a very positive way
0: interesting, you know I was telling a friend this morning about an experience I had. I had gone up to Custer, South Dakota to hear my one of my favorite musical groups, Brûlée. I have to give a plug for Brûlée. It's a Native American group. And and I walked into the store, and there there was this elderly man there. And and we started talking, and I asked him, are you Native? And he said, yes. And he looked at me and said, what tribe are you from? And, you know, I... (laughs) don't look like a typical Native, and I was surprised. Could he have been picking up on a parallel life or a past life? Because I know I've got the past life as Native, but could it have been also a parallel life that he could have been picking up? Because he was just like, yeah, what tribe are you from? Like, he just knew that I had that Native American blood in me.
1: Yeah, that's interesting that, you know, he may have been tuning into some uh, past life or, you know, parallel uh, aspect. And uh, sometimes when we're meeting people, you know, we may uh, feel some kind of a kindred connection who we're just meeting for the first time. And uh, most uh, frameworks, uh, spiritual frameworks may be that we're meeting, you know, someone who uh, has a soul we work with in the past. But now I think there can be an expansion of the framework that maybe we had uh, worked with them in a, another dimensional state. Uh, maybe it could even be what we consider like a dream state. Uh, certain shamans, maybe even people here on the call, may, uh, and even healers may actually dream, or actually also clients may dream of a, a teacher or a healer or someone who would be important in their life, and vice versa, it doesn't have to always be in that context and then uh, later on we'll meet them in the near future and they can recall those dreams. So maybe that dream state you could call you know, a parallel uh, existence or a parallel dimension of interaction.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it was a very, very interesting conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: so then you're also, so we talked about past lives, parallel lives. And there's also the concept of future lives. And, and we can benefit from information from these lives. That is, how do we do that?
1: Yeah, yeah, just before we, I know we'll be kind of circling back, but I did want to share that one book um, by, her name's Mira Kelly. Uh, oh, yes. K-E-L-L-E-Y, yes. It's called Beyond Past Lives, What Parallel Realities Can Teach Us About Relationships, Healing, and Transformation. And I only bring that up because here is you know kind of a very established um you know hypnotist who's written a book about and worked with a lot of clients uh accessing their parallel lives just in case that's a new concept for people and um you know she has the types of like uh, m p threes to like uh work with There you can like listen and uh do actually a hypnotic regression but but again, it's not a regression, it would be a hypnotic kind of uh parallel. Um, uh, insight into a parallel life uh yeah now going into the future so that's really fascinating too and and we're starting you know just by even thinking about this uh you know past parallel and future lives we're at least uh in our mental construct making time more fluid which i think in reality uh time is probably a construct is probably at least a fluid Reality. So here we're kind of taking it more right now intellectually, but I think that's a, a start in terms of having the direct experience. And, and many people probably already have had experiences of time being fluid. The idea with future lives is at least those uh, that information, those lives depends on the framework. Maybe have already been lived in a way, uh, and then our particular space-time reality in this body is sort of reading out the, you know, what we call the future. Um, kind of in a linear way, but uh, that information is already um, already set. Now, the reason why t- uh, futures seem um, fluid is um, all the possible, uh, you know, future experiences are set. So if you make a decision, like you're going to listen to this interview, rather than maybe you had thought about going shopping, so there's sort of these two timelines, one where you were going shopping one where you are listening, you know, at, at at home instead to the interview and then you're gonna go shopping like a, in an hour or two later. So in this framework, those two timelines actually exist somewhere. So there's so the these infinite timelines that exist and we just happen to be reading out the one where we decided to, you know, stay uh at home in our living room and, and listen for an hour to the to our talk. So so that's kind of the a gist of how to start thinking about you know how the future could already exist maybe as an information field, and uh, just to kind of link this to some things that people have already done and maybe published, or maybe some people have already read some of these experiences or book. Uh, there was a very uh, well known, famous um, shamanic teacher, Hank Wesselman, uh, and uh, he had studied with Michael Harner, and then he was for maybe 30, 40, 50 years teaching shamanic uh, you know work. He had a PhD in anthropology. Um, and we know was, I believe, a professor for a while at uh, UC Berkeley. Anyways, he wrote a, number, a trilogy of books where he basically said he journeyed far into the future, uh, maybe a couple thousand years and met an aspect of himself. It might have been an incarnation of his, um, soul and, uh, where the, and, uh, who lived actually somewhere on the West Coast, what was now currently the West Coast of the United States. But the map of the world had changed quite a lot. There were a lot of earth changes. And he basically wrote these three books on the experiences of, you know, learning and speaking. And uh, to his future self, you know, a couple thousand years into the future. Uh, So people are able to do this, uh, you know, when they can alter their state of consciousness. In this case, Hank Wesselman was using shamanic journeying, which alters your state. And then you can access this information field, uh, you know, where time is more fluid of future cells. And so, um, you know, just knowing that someone was able to do that gives us the maybe permission um, uh, to access our future cells, our future lives. Even if it was in this life, that would be uh, very fascinating. And we probably do that through, you know, had precognitive dreams uh, where, that you know, we were able to do that through the dream state, which is another time where, our consciousness is altered. So this is another sort of information field, pretty much of our self, our soul, which we can begin to make more online, more conscious, and therefore it can help us in the here and now. But it also, because all of these are uh, resonance connections, we're probably also helping that future self, that parallel self, or that past self, uh, just by our interaction and I can kind of mention one more technique that I've shown, maybe some of the people uh, who on the call where we've worked together. Uh, this goes back to the past life. But you can sort of journey or do a meditation to your past self. It could be your past self in this life. It could be um, uh, actually even a group that's not has nothing to do with you um, in the past. And you can help them in some way. You can give them energy healing or you can drop an energy ball to them. And then that changes, of course, uh, their experience in that uh, time frame. Uh, it could be your past self, like your, maybe when you were five, for example. But it also could be, like I said, a group in the past, way in the past, like 300, 400 years ago, and you give them some kind of energy information. And the way that shows up in, is that it's possible, like, they see you as an angel. Like sometimes we're in deep meditation, maybe by ourselves or in a group. And we're asking for guides to come, you know, to maybe like do this transmission right now. So maybe even this transmission we're about to do, the the beings that are actually doing that could be a, your future self <laughs> coming back oh. and like dropping, <laughs> yeah, dropping the energy. So there are techniques and we've done them uh, to, the, in particular, I'm thinking of the one where we go help a group in the past. And so you're kind of doing almost like a visualization journey in your mind's eye, in altered state and it's almost that simple to access these uh you know different time spaces it's just that we weren't really given a user's manual um or permission and and the other thing is we're usually taught a more linear framework of time so we don't believe that we're really having an effect when we you know uh do these types of visualizations
0: that is very true and it's also fascinating because, but, I mean, you know, it it makes us expand as as beings, you know, that we can access all of this and really benefit from all of this. And then to, to be able to go to your future self, that is fascinating. Then you can also... Well, I know one person who knows when he's going to pass on from this life. He, mm-hmm. He's got it down from a day and the hours and everything. So mm. that would be accessing the future, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. Just like I, was, I mentioned the precognitive dreams and uh, just being able to access, you know, not talking about uh, so far in the future of other lifetimes, future lifetimes, but just within this uh, framework of this lifetime, uh, all those different timelines in this framework that, as an information field exists. So people might have precognitive dreams or out of the dream state, they may be even more conscious. Maybe it's just through a direct knowing or they know how to maybe alter their state through meditation or shamanic journeying and then, um, or other ways, even like, um, you know, external substances. Maybe a lot of people have taken ayahuasca or different spiritual uh plants and then maybe had access to a future time in this lifetime that, you know, uh, retroactively help them uh, in something, a decision that they were doing here in the in the here and now.
0: Gene, do you have any examples of someone that has accessed one of these lives, either past or parallel or future lives, and what effect it had on their life?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, um, the experience that I mentioned, uh, you know, with Clarivision, that was just my own experience. And um, it was interesting because I wasn't uh, – we were just kind of doing, like, a regression, and I didn't know, like, this idea that you could access uh, the subtle body structure from some of the those past lives. And um, in that particular experience, the um, – you know, it was a facilitator. Uh, one of the facilitators of the retreat had uh, done this uh, process for me. And then she did say, like, now you could access – you know, I was describing this past life, access this past life. And it was very similar to the example I gave. Like it seemed like I was a leader maybe of a small group and uh, had these subtle body structures, particularly of my uh, lower chakras and lower pillar, Um, you know, was very developed in that lifetime. And uh, it just almost like came uh, back in during the um, regression uh, therapy, like I could feel uh, like my lower chakras and lower pillar getting strengthened uh, from that connection to that um, past life. Uh, and so that was very helpful. That was very helpful in this life to just have uh, you know, kind of almost like downloaded um, something that may have taken a much more time practicing or meditating or, you know, doing energy exercises to kind of bring, uh, to develop. It was kind of more, not I wouldn't say instantaneous, but uh, very fast in, in kind of bringing it um, into the energy field.
0: Hmm, interesting. So do you want to do that uh, transmission now? Would
1: this be oh, a good yeah. time? Okay. Yeah, that will be a good time. Yeah. So so okay. this is an example of um, accessing one of our past lives um, and the subtle body structures that were developed. And maybe I should give a little bit of framework uh, so people under may understand what I mean by that. Um, some people might, uh, some it might just be kind of new words. But the idea is whenever we do something with our consciousness, we're, um, you know, affecting our subtle bodies. And what are our subtle bodies would be physically, um, etherically, which would be like the pranic level, chi level, the emotional body, the mental body, uh the causal or karmic body, and then the spiritual or sort of soul body. And then it probably even has an effect on what's called the divine body, which is the non-dual state. So it's a bit like... um if you're uh, a swimmer and uh, every day you're doing the butterfly uh, stroke, that's your sort of specialty. After a while, you know, your lats tend to get uh, stronger. Your shoulders are quite stronger. And even within another swimmer who might be like a backstroke specialist, your bodies after a while look a little bit different because you're, you know, different emphasis on how you use it. So the same thing uh, with your subtle bodies. So if you... Uh, you know, always were meditating on your third eye. Maybe you were part of a monastery and or a convent in the past, which, uh, you know, they knew about developing clairvoyance. And, you know, for maybe 30, 40 years in that lifetime, you meditated in the center of your head or on your forehead chakra. So that chakra became quite developed, and you may have been very sensitive and aware of subtle um, energies, and you could see auras. And so, you know, this life, maybe you didn't focus on that, but then all of a sudden you take a, you know, a healing class when you're 45, and you can start to see auras very much more quickly than everyone else. So then you're accessing those subtle body structures from that past life. So, so it can be unconscious, a little bit more kind of unconscious like that, or you can intentionally bring those subtle body structures from another lifetime online. Um, so here we're going to do that transmission. Of course, we're asking the assistance of the Arcturians and your guides. And then just as a kind of interesting thing, when I say your guides, uh, they could be actually yourselves, <laughs> as you are saying, even in the future uh, parallel or in the past, uh, coming to help you now. Um, or it could be established guides that you know, like Archangels and Archangel Michael or Raphael. And, um you might know something, uh, it might be quite, um, give a little more attention to the transmission. Maybe you are working on something that you would like, uh, possibly, um, if you already developed it in another lifetime. So maybe it's your healing that you're doing. Maybe you are already a very uh, great and developed healer in another lifetime. So you could intentionally make that. An intention that you'd like to access possibly if that's the case maybe you don't know consciously or you could just leave it open to your higher self to bring on whatever past lifetime uh, skills or subtle body structures that could be helpful for you now and so you don't actually need to consciously know what that is until maybe later you'll you'll realize what's coming through okay, okay. You you just relax nice. and if Yeah, if you have that intention already, you're very conscious of what you'd like to possibly bring through. That's in your kind of uh, repository of past life skills. Okay, so we're starting the Arcturian past lifetime time loop to bring through subtle body structures that could be helpful for us now that were developed in another lifetime. There will be three phases. If you're new to these uh, types of transmissions, I'm usually silent as the energy is or the beings actually are working and they go directly into your system. In some ways, you don't need to hear my voice or anything um, physically as a sound. It just sort of gives us some framework to cue in that the session has started. But every so often, you'll hear me kind of Chirp back in just to let you know I'm here. We're going through the first deepening phase connecting to this energy. Now we're entering a second deepening phase. Could even be a second lifetime in the past. Doesn't take that long to download the energetic information. Again, you might be conscious of what that energetic information is. You could also be subconscious for now You can just trust that it will unpack and you'll be aware. And finally, we're entering a third deepening cycle. And also in this phase of the energy work, there's frequencies to integrate your system So that the energetic information is enhanced and balanced and integrated and comes through and manifests at the appropriate time in this lifetime. That ends the transition there and you can gently come back to your, your physical body now. And when you feel comfortable you can open your eyes and snap your fingers.
0: Well everyone, how is that for all of you? Um I'm kinda of back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, wonderful. Oh, thank you, Jean. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. you. So, um, shall we talk about your offer right now? Would you like oh, to yeah. do that? that sounds
1: great. Yeah, that sounds okay. great. Okay,
0: let's do this. Now, everyone, if you noticed, and I know some people, Did not get, I changed the webcast. Um, there are some changes and right now there's a big change. Um, my webmaster went into the hospital and so we didn't get our wonderful guest special offer page created and we didn't get the webcast um, page created either because she's in the hospital. So, uh, so just to talk about it. It's going to be wonder, one of his wonderful, you know, three day sessions. You remember those three day sessions he had in, what was it, uh, January and February, I think, earlier this year. And they're very powerful, very wonderful. So he's going to be doing three days here, and the first day will be accessing the settled body structure from past the lives. So it will be something like re- we just did gene
1: exactly yeah we'll have kind of more time to work on that Uh, maybe more extensive um, access in terms of uh, multiple past lives go through the structure and some tools besides the transmission to you know use to access your uh, this past life subtle body structure and kind of deeper into the framework because i think having a intellectual framework because it's such a new way of thinking of time uh, you know, for a lot of people or just even for ourselves to kind of understand, like, how, how do we think about past lives, you know, parallel lives and future lives. So the, the first um, session, and they're all about two hours, is uh, spent, about 50 minutes is spent in that transmission where we're asking, you know, basically these higher spiritual beings who we feel connected to. And, of course, the Arcturians are asked to be there to help bring in this information uh, and it's very practical so people can come uh, specifically with uh, certain skills or um, wants or questions or even uh, issues or problems that they're working on that where they want to work and access these new skills really from their superconscious mind. Uh, so the first session is on the past. Um, and then just kind of expanding that after we take a short break we'll usually have a shorter or some discussion to kind of you know bring out how to bring those, Uh, that information out on a practical level. And then we go deeper with a pillar of light meditation because this information gets embedded into our chakras and then gets expressed in the chakras. So we kind of more consciously meditate with that energy and with that spiritual connection uh, to the, let's say in this case, the past energetic information and let it sort of uh, embed and integrate into our system so it gets manifested uh, faster and also in a balanced way.
0: That's wonderful. So then from the past lives, the second day would be communicating and accessing the parallel lives.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we'll go over more deeply. I mentioned some of those examples of people who were accessing their parallel lives and uh, maybe if people really were interested in that aspect, uh, I recommend that book by Mira Kelly uh, just so that people might understand, like, how does that work, you know, that we could actually have a parallel life. Like uh, we're, we tend to be focused on, you know, for me, like and here in this body that happens to be in California. But um, just to expand a little bit on that, there was a lot of work being done by Michael Newton, who people might, have, uh, might know of, uh, his work. He did a lot of regressions and developed a technique for practitioners, uh, mostly uh, accessing the time in between lifetimes, sort of where you're in the spirit world, Planning and or integrating first your previous lifetime and then planning for your next lifetime, and the way he understood, you know, from all his clients and the data he collected about parallel lives is that we basically have a soul that's of course non-physical, and it, metaphorically or literally you could think of like that soul having a certain amount of consciousness or energy, and in any particular incarnation the soul puts down, you know, maybe. Somewhere between 10 to 30 percent of itself into this incarnation. Uh, so, for like for my example, my soul—if I use that—30 uh, percent of it is here in this Jin Ang, um Ang uh, incarnation. But then 70 percent of it is actually—you know—these, of course, are metaphoric ways of thinking or frameworks. Uh, most of the soul energy or consciousness is actually in the spirit world or in the—you know—this non-physical world. So theoretically, there could be some more soul energy that was sent into another incarnation, uh, at the, either at the same time or slightly, you know, in different times, but maybe they crossed over. And a lot of times those incarnations may or may not meet each other, but we're actually very related because we come from the same soul. So that's one way to think of parallel lives that I did mention before. But um, just to answer your question about this offering, so we go more into that, but we also have the transmission to whether you're conscious of of those parallel lives or not, the transmission will help you either to become more conscious of them, but also to receive the energetic information that's very relevant to you now from these parallel lifetimes. And then, like I said, it's all—it's always um, like a two-way street, maybe something that we have here could help those parallel lives. And then overall, it helps um, our entire condition um, because we're all interconnected, particularly the parallel lives, our parallel lives are interconnected to each other. So kind of um, by giving to other parallel lives, we are also helping this particular uh, lifetime.
0: Wonderful. So then to the third day, it would be our future selves, our future lives.
1: Yeah, exactly, and so in this mm-hmm. transmission, much like um, I mentioned Hank Wesselman, here our technique is the transmissions, which are being held by spiritual beings, and of course our higher self, or our super consciousness, to access this energetic information that can also be conscious, and when I mentioned the author Hank Wesselman, he used shamanic journeying, so that's like another technique of altering your consciousness to access, in this case, future life information. And I just mentioned, uh, you know, we'll go more deeply into these all these different techniques and ways people are doing this, but I studied this modality that some people have heard me speak about called biogeometry, and uh, they also have a technique. uh, It's based on resonance. So the idea with resonance is you can connect with any energetic information field, and just by doing that, your consciousness exchange energy and information with that field so you can use the time access to access, in this case, just exactly what we're talking about. Just thinking about a future self of yours that's much better, let's say, in, uh, let's say in biogeometry. Like maybe that self had developed a biogeometry skill very well. Just by putting your awareness on that future self, you go into resonance and you exchange energy and information with that self. And so you have that new information on board. And then you can, you know, maybe by practicing the biogeometry skills or whatever skill it might be, uh, you can unpack that information more faster. But you sort of have brought it sort of onto your hard drive by going into resonance with that future self that has that skill.
0: Okay. You described this as an adventure into a wider understanding of who we are, who we can become, and who we were. So who would be... Person that this would be good to take. I mean, who who would be the typical? I don't know if there is a typical person, but who would really benefit by this? I mean, probably all of us. But could you just share a bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great question. And um, so the aspect of it being very practical. So if you had some um, issues or. Maybe a manifestation project or even healing, uh, and you wanted to, one, learn new techniques, kind of these are techniques fairly out of the box. They're becoming much more, I think, well known uh, within the, the energy healing modalities. This idea of working with the timescape, I call it the timescape, but, um, sort of like kind of creative ways to access new information that maybe a person hadn't thought about for either a manifestation project, uh, a healing, uh maybe we might couch it as a problem you know we're kind of stumped on then this could be very helpful for accessing those new information fields past uh, parallel and future and uh maybe some people had already been aware of like uh, accessing their past life but maybe weren't was wasn't as aware of a framework to access you know parallel lives so so that could be helpful and it's sort of all holistic uh the, the three days uh, actually, the three the whole three ideas, you realize that um, even the labels past, parallel, and future are somewhat arbitrary. Uh, it's a way for us to understand it in linear time, but it could even just be seen as like a different books of knowledge of ourselves, and we just happen to label one past, uh, one parallel, one future. So that's uh, one group, so very practical if you're working on healing or manifestation or have a problem. And then I think, and this can fall into the same group, uh, but is a uh, uh, the group that I might be interested in kind of for the spiritual uh their spiritual path, you know, like um right now uh, we may be doing practices thinking that uh, like I do this meditation every day and I'm actually affecting uh, this geneang personality and body here, you know that's sitting down for thirty minutes a day meditating when in fact if I can expand by direct experience the sense of my higher self or superconscious self, I'm actually both many lives in many uh, dimensions. Um, and not just as a theory, but as a direct experience. And then, and, and they're also, um, they're all affecting each other back and forth. So it's not just once I realize that, then I affect those lifetimes but the, or those lives, but those lives also affect me uh, back so it was kind of a two-way street or a multi-way street. And then one the spiritual path is a little, you know, um, like you said, multidimensional, more open when you've had those direct experiences. And also a framework to understand, kind of put that information in place. And so I would say uh, the second group, main group is people who are uh, wanted to expand their spiritual path or spiritual experience of themselves.
0: That's very interesting, yes, that you could affect all of the lives now in your meditation, your 30-minute meditation every day. So now this will be, um, these three dates will be August 29th, the 30th, and the 31st at noon um, Pacific time, 3 p.m., Eastern time, and it will be approximately two hours each, and of course they will be recorded, and uh, so you all can, can be able to enjoy them, and he's, the price is only $97 as an investment to learn about all of you, you know, the past, present, and future, so that's pretty exciting, Jean, when you think of it, you know, it really opens up to, wow, <laughs> here I am, this like you said, multi i did mention being and and who who we who we were, and how that can affect our future that is yeah you know, probably people are most most are they most interested in the future, I would think so, in creating the future that they want,
1: yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think um you know of course we experience everything in the here and now. Uh So as we're sort of seeing ourselves move through time, of course, the most practical aspect is that we're, um, we'd like to kind of improve what we're experiencing uh, linearly. So I think all of this, like kind uh, of the node that's being most affected on a practical level is the, you know, ourself and our experience in the here and now and what that information can do for us. It's almost like, um, it's a little bit like expanding your web browser <laughs> in a way to more <laughs> websites uh-huh. that you can uh, access information from. Like uh, you know, if you only think of yourself um, in one time, uh, kind of linear time frame, you kind of then you never search for those other web browsers that, of yourself, like in the future, or in the parallel, or in the past.
0: Right. So this should be very exciting for people. So. So this will be available. I will be sending out an email. Uh, it it will all look different because the webmaster is not around. But I will be sending out an email so that you can re listen to this and go through that wonderful transmission that Jean did for us earlier, and um, and I will also oh, let's see. I think I'll put in my PayPal account if you want to go ahead and sign up today. Or tomorrow whatever and um and in the future my hopefully my webmaster will be flying, and she will be back, and she will be putting everything together in more orderly fashion, so life happens, and unfortunately, sometimes people get sick so um so Jean, anything else that you would like to share with us about these three different lives
1: that we have uh yeah like i was mentioning this um these downloads from crestone from the these galactic beings or interdimensional mm-hmm. beings that just happened literally like last week uh when these uh, transmissions that we'll do live in august you know i was trying to do them earlier but maybe this was synchronistic well um i'll have been coming i'll be coming back from a very similar type of galactic retreat in mount shasta so I think that will uh, definitely energetically inform uh, the this uh, meeting that we're we plan to have for these uh, Arcturian time loops. Because I think what um, when you go into resonance with these type of galactic beings, they they think of time this way, you know, very holistically. Um, and so I think actually that was the inspiration, uh, and they'll sort of be uh, helping us to uh, alter our consciousness and and um, uh, open our consciousness uh, to that, and so I think there'll be another whole set of downloads that are kind of embedded in the one we receive, but though that, that they'll be coming from the Mount Shasta connection.
0: Oh my, yeah, I love Mount Shasta. Are you ever coming back to Crestone? It's an interesting yeah. place.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll have another um, retreat at uh, Crestone. It it was very um, significant for the people who attended.
0: Yes, so, and that's in my, my home territory. So, and I'll, oh. Shasta is also like a home territory too, but I love, yeah, spend a lot of time in Shasta and Creststone's, you know, like six hours from me or something like that.
1: So, yeah.
0: um, beautiful area, yes. So, Jean, thank you so very much. Um, I see oh, yeah. if anyone had any questions, you know, you're going to get, start to in the next moment and that would raise your hand. Uh, I think you covered everything really, really well, Jean, as usual. So um I just want to thank you so very much for coming on. Jazz up again. I love having you. You always bring forth such inform such interesting information and you're so grounded um in the truth and I really love that. So thank you for coming on and everyone Thank you. I apologize for how oh, everything's taken place today, but uh, we'll get back to normal very shortly. Uh, webmasters are really precious. I love them. <laughs> so, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Until the next time, remember to spread the love that you are. Spread it all. Thanks, Judith. All your life. Spread
1: the love. That Thanks, everyone.
0: Love you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.